Hi everyone, I'm Lily. And I'm Anna, and welcome back to At Home with Lily and Anna. A podcast where we catch up every week from our homes in London and Brighton. And if you're new around here, this podcast is split into two parts. So first we'll talk through our top five of the week. And then in part two, we answer your questions and discuss a particular topic gathered from the At Home With Facebook group. In today's episode, we are continuing the chat on the world of influencers or content creators, as we like to call ourselves. Uh, We've done an episode (laughs) on our blogging journey and how we started out in this world. Um, We are planning on doing one on like influencer culture, but today's episode is going to be all about how we work with brands. Yeah, money, 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 guys, (laughs) like like the ABBA song said. So keep tuned for part two of that. That'll be coming up. But first we're going to do, we're just going to chat. We're going to chat. How you doing, Lily? How you feeling? I'm good, thanks. Apart from this like I keep telling Anna about this ridiculously painful spot on my face. I feel like I can't talk. I've got this like awful spot on my jaw. But apart from that, I'm feeling good. How are you? Good. I feel gravelly. I'm sorry if I sound gravelly, but I had some very late nights at the weekend. And um, yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm a baby. I need like many hours of sleep and I did not get that sleep. And hence why I'm I'm sounding super rusty. I didn't know gravelly was a word. I thought gravel is like something you have on the road. <laughs> I think it is, but gra- when your voice is gravelly, it sort of has that like husky, stony, like texture. Yeah, husky. Yeah, hu- yeah, maybe gravelly. I don't know. <laughs> I've never heard that with gravelly, but you're probably right. <laughs> I'm husky, but how? Well, what has been your peak of the week, Lily? My peak of the week um, is that quite a while ago I recorded the Happy Mum Happy Baby podcast with Giovanna Fletcher, and it went up last week, and it was just so nice to hear everyone's reaction to it. Um, I've spoken about like motherhood and being pregnant on here as well. But um, my friend Lucy actually said that there were quite a few things in that podcast that she'd never heard me talk about before. So that's nice. That wasn't really on purpose, but I think it got a really nice reaction. So yeah, that was my definite highlight of the week. Oh, I've got it on my to listen list. I've, I've saved Thanks. it. I've downloaded it. It's there. I can't wait to listen. And like, what an, what an amazing thing for you to be on. I remember like when we both didn't have kids, we were like, oh my God, happy mum, happy baby is like the epitome of mum podcast. Oh God, like you've yeah. made it, Lily. I you have made so it. so honoured and so excited to be asked to go on it. Like I've seen her live. I've been listening to the podcast since it started way before I was even thinking about having kids. Um, so yeah, it was really, really exciting. And I love Giovanna Fletcher. So it was great. We actually had her as a guest on this podcast once upon a time. We did. Yeah. Back in the day. She's like a really good egg. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like big moment for you to be on it. Very proud. Thank you. What was your peak of the week? Well, we had friends come to stay with us for the first time this year, um, which is completely wild. Like we love hosting our friends. We love having people come to stay. Like our office is an office slash guest bedroom. It has a sofa bed in it. And obviously like Mark's from Birmingham and some of our friends live in Amsterdam and he has friends in Birmingham. Like there's people who want to come stay for the weekend. And obviously that's not been on the cards. Now in the UK, you can have people stay the night as long as you can kind of socially distance throughout the weekend. So like no hugging, none of that business. We kept two meters away at all times, but it was it was so nice to have like people in our home again. And like I said, to, I was talking to Lily before, it's like hosting people and having people around for the weekend, especially when you haven't really seen people in like many months. I'm not like, if I could just like sleep for 12 hours, that would be great. But it was so lovely to have them over. I always feel like when they come to stay, it's like there are roommates. Oh. I'm like, oh, we've got our roommates, like our original roommates come stay for the weekend. So although the weather was completely pants, um, it was really nice. Oh, it was super nice. So nice. 
Um, what was your watch like? Share what? Oh my god, I'm getting confused over the things that we've created ourselves. <laughs> watch, like, share, repeat. I feel like they could be there like a go. song. Like, watch, like, share, repeat. Share, repeat. I don't know, like watch, a techno like, song. Share, repeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. I actually, I don't know if the handle is once show as young or once how as young. Anyway, it's um, an Instagram account that was created by uh, the son of this couple just purely out of boredom his mom and dad are 83 and 84 and they own a laundrette and they the instagram account is them modeling clothes that have been forgotten that people have forgotten to pick up from the laundrette (laughs) and it's so good i mean and so stylish it's not like a joke like these outfits are so great um i obviously i'll put the link in the show notes anna you have to check it out it's so funny and great and I just love when like old people do great things <laughs> I really have a soft spot for like the older generation on Instagram yeah same like that to me I know there's like Pauline and Jeffrey Walker <laughs> and I've, I, I I just it makes every single thing makes you want to cry yeah like because my grandparents can just about handle an iPad and they just use it for like the news and the weather and like googling things about plants and flowers like that's exclusively what they use it for um but i'm just like oh my god how brilliant that some of these old old some of the older generation are like nailing Instagram. i love it and you know like trendy photos are like in front of like the laundromat like in america yeah. yeah it's like those sort of photos but they're just in like clothes that people have forgotten to pick up and every caption ends like don't forget to pick up your clothes or something like that it's so, <laughs> it's so good you have to have a look oh my god i'm gonna have to check this out whenever i think of like a laundry place i think of the ashley simpson la la video oh my god do you yes. know what i mean you make me wanna la 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 <laughs> yes the, la, la. <laughs> the mtv making the video uh one of that is very good um my watch like share repeat of the week um is the net-a-porte fashion challenge um i'm just trying to find like new accounts to follow on youtube and i just like it kept getting it was one of those things it kept getting recommended for me youtube knows me very well and knows that i either want like super stylish content vlogs or like ducks um <laughs> ducks like eating peas like that's another thing that i keep seeing like ducks eating peas i keep being served it on on youtube and i'm like you know what yeah sure <laughs> i'll watch this one minute video of some ducks eating some peas but then amongst all of so this so wait like, why 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 are ducks eating peas they really love peas lily literally they're just like frozen or fresh i don't know they were like peas in water so i don't think they were frozen <laughs> But honestly, these ducks go crazy for these peas. They're like quacking, they're following this woman. And then the minute she puts the bowl of peas down, they like eat it in about 30 <laughs> seconds. It's And YouTube like knows that I like watching this. It just keeps giving me more. It's Why like, is there more so than cutting. one? That's what I want to know. Oh, there's more. Oh, honey, there's like, there's a whole channel dedicated to it. Or it's like big cat meets little cat for the first time. Like anything like that, I'm just a sucker for. But amongst that, there is the highbrow stuff and the Netaporte fashion challenge. They had this stylist on and she was called Sylvie Muzz. And she is just the chicest woman that you've ever seen in your life. And they're very short videos. It's like they give someone who is super stylish like three different scenarios they're like you're going to a picnic and like what would you wear and then they have this rail of clothing and then they pick out like really cool amazing outfits and it's just like a nice simple it's it's kind of an example of a brand I'm like oh you're kind of that's the kind of stuff that I want to see on YouTube from your brand Mm. do you know what I mean it just like it works very well snappy three four five minutes and at the end of it you're like wow 
it, it you know it just kind of it balances out the duck videos that I watch <laughs> on YouTube you know yeah high, the high low mix I get the high it low mix. I get it <laughs> <laughs> I'll link it down in the show notes if I can find the ducks eating peas I, I mean I'm making out like I won't be able to find this oh video. my god it's in my history yeah it's in your it's history there. recently watched I'll be able to find it um I will link that as well because it is very funny um what about top of the box Lily what you've been watching so I briefly mentioned that we started Miss America last week but now we've like watched quite a few I can talk about it it's on BBC um, it's based in the 1970s. So imagine the styling and it just looks amazing. But it's about the Equal Rights Amendment um, and the backlash that all the feminists got from female conservative activists. And Kate Blanchett plays the female conservative activist and she's amazing. And there's some huge names in it like Rose Byrne and Elizabeth Banks. And it's very, oh, what can I compare it to? I do it's like highly produced the styling's amazing big names in it and it's very interesting if you want to learn more about the equal rights amendment i'm really enjoying it ah, so far i will have to add it to the list yeah. I, i'm still watching um some of your recommendations i may destroy you i watched one last night thinking it was the last in the season um but it was episode eight that, i think that happened to we me still got another four yeah i i got to a point where i thought is that the end but then it wasn't I was like, you know what? I Like, this is the end. And then Mark was like, there's still another four. I was just like, oh, okay, good, good. Really enjoying it, loving it. Just a really incredibly put together piece of television. Still watching Pose as well. I'm trying to like get Pose out there, talking to my friends about it, trying to like encourage other people to watch it because I think it is just brilliant. Like one of the best things I've ever watched. And then I would just like to say that I have finally finished RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars season five, <laughs> which finished at the weekend. And even though we were going to bed at like, one o'clock in the morning because we had people over and we were having a couple of drinks we're having a good time I was getting into bed and then I, I watched it one night I was like I just I need to know I need to know I won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen the ending yet but I'm very happy with the winner and I think it was a really good season of all what do you watch it on I think it was really fun Netflix oh, okay um but it's it's just brilliant it's like feel good tv and I just will forever love RuPaul's Drag Race. It's one of my faves. Um, show and tell, Lily, what have you got this week? I've got these. Wait, I need to show you how cute these are. <laughs> oh my God. These baby Aters. The brand is called Baby Aters. They are baby sunglasses. Oh. Um, and I just didn't, I'm. this is not for like styling accessories, like reasons. I don't, you know, it's not because I want her to look cool in sunglasses. Grey has blue eyes like Rich. And I always make fun of Rich because he's so squinty whenever we go outside. He's like, oh, it's so bright, even when it's not bright. I don't get it. I've got brown eyes. But I think Grey's the same. She's always so like, she just finds it so bright. So we got her some little baby sunglasses and she wears them. She actually keeps them on. It's so cute. When they slip down her nose, she just like uses a little finger to like push them back oh. up. <laughs> And there's a little She's cute pink little lady sunglasses. Now. I just thought I'd recommend it. It's actually a really good brand and they've got like a year warranty. So if they break or get lost, you get a new pair because obviously kids... Um, yeah, they're really cute. Oh, that is so cute. <laughs> what's your show? What's that your show so and tell this week? You know what? I really wanted to have them here. One second. Babe. <laughs> Babes. Can you bring in the um the mints? I just want to show Lily them. I think she needs the visual. Joe, you need the mints. Joel, you need to keep yeah, this yeah, in. Yeah. He's bringing them. The, the, I just I need the visual. I want to be able to show I them. love how you're always just like, babe, babe, that's so you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just babes babes mark called me anna the other day and i was just like excuse me <laughs> thank you wonderful oh thank you i'm not having them i just want to show lily mark's upset he's like oh my god are you eating them <laughs> do you have to you have a special arrangement when you're only allowed to eat them at the same time 
Yeah, it's like it's time. Oh, like wait, you're making me want one. Okay, these <gasps> are the Waitrose and Partners Mint Creams. They are smooth peppermint fondant creams coated in dark chocolate. Yes. I'm giving Lily the close visual. <gasps> there you go. They're like a, a super fat, chunky after eight <sighs> dinner mint. After eights, I love, love after We had people eights. stay at the weekend and I just think after dinner mints are such a crowd pleaser. <laughs> like, I'm like, everyone is stuffed. And then I'm like, oh, we've got after dinner mints. Everyone can find space. <laughs> everyone is like, oh, I'm at least having one of those. We put them out and everyone's like, these ones are amazing. I was like, I know, they're next level. Um, so yeah, I just really wanted to give a shout out that the mint creams, they're kind of, they're like circular and then they've got a really like chunky bit of peppermint fondant in the middle, dark chocolate around the outside. Oh. A delight. Anna, that's so uh, delightful. I want chocolate. Sorry. Now. Did you know, like, Mark was just like, are you going to eat one of those now? Like, he's, wor- he's worried. He's like, no, no, we can only eat these together and we have to eat the same amount. Like, they're, they're being rationed in our house. I can't believe you're managing so to much. have them in front of you and not just eat one. Like, you, if you want to do it for the podcast, like, I'll give you an excuse, like the ASMR. I want to hear the yeah, snap. Yeah, shall I eat? Yeah, go yeah, on. Shall yes. I? Yes. What, eat it? Like, eat it with my mouth? <laughs> or just break it? Eat it with your mouth. Is that okay, ready? Ready? I'm going to break it. I can't. Oh, there you go. Did you hear that? That was so good. Uh, okay. Whilst I'm eating. Oh, I'm so jealous. Give me, give me 100% yum for the week. Oh, well, I just want it to be those now. My 100% yum is a Nigella recipe. I Ooh. We also had a little like gathering on the weekend um, with some NCT friends. <laughs> um, and one of them is vegan so i asked my mom like what can i make i'm in charge of dessert can i make a vegan dessert and she was like oh i've got the best recipe from nigella it's her lemon tender cake don't know what a tender cake is um with blueberry compote oh my god it was delicious and it went down so well everyone loved it really easy to make i quite like that it didn't have eggs in it i find eggs a bit stressful sometimes when i bake like you spill it (laughs) and you don't want them to like curdle and it was just really easy knowing there was no eggs in it and the topping was this like coconut yogurt and then the blueberry compote i'm gonna link the recipe in the show notes anna you would love it it's like light and lemony and uh, seriously i rich was like wow i'm so impressed he thought he was like i thought you were just gonna make a a crumble I made this complicated cake and then everyone loved it. It was so good. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it was delicious. You'll really like that cake. What about you? What's your 100% yum? You made me hungry for lemon cake. Now. Yeah. Um, I just kind of wanted to give a shout out to my local restaurant. It's my favorite restaurant in the whole of Brighton Hove. And it's called Chin Chin. <laughs> I knew it was going to be that one. Italian food. It's amazing. And like, I just, I love like the people who founded it and the people who work there. Like chef, the chefs are amazing service is always incredible and obviously like local independent restaurants cafes takeaways are really struggling right now and um, they have actually reopened and um, but obviously with social distancing their covers are like majorly down and so they're still doing takeaway boxes that you can get on a you can get delivered on a friday saturday or sunday night for two people it's 35 pounds and you get like starter main and dessert and we actually got it from when our friends came to stay this weekend and it was just so tasty and it was so nice it was so like so nice not to have to cook what did like you have dinner, but uh the, it came with like an arancini ball oh. crab arancini ball and then what was the other starter we got some focaccia 
Um, there was another starter, burrata with like a red pesto. That was all of the starter stuff. And then the main course was like a beef shin ragu, kind of like pasta bake type situation. That sounds yummy, um, but also the word shin. Ooh. Shin puts you off, but it, just, it was like slow cooked. <laughs> oh my God, it, like, that was amazing. So good. We also had an aubergine one. Um, so we like shared and some of us had like a bit of veggie and a bit of the beef one. And then it was a creme fraiche mousse with Italian meringue and strawberries for dessert. Oh. It was so good. And so just to kind of put it out there, like support your local businesses. If you don't fancy going to a restaurant yet, you can still do takeaway. Um, I'm sure, you know, if they offer it. Yeah, it's a good way of kind of like helping out local businesses whilst you can. And it's super tasty. Also, do you know what I've been doing? Like our delivery is like a little bit crap where we live. But like my parents' one is really good. Or my friend who lives like closer to town, hers is really good. So I just put in their address, get the delivery to their house and then pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Genius. Yeah, you just like wait outside. Then, yeah, like, like, here you go. You don't want to go into the restaurant maybe or like harder to get takeaway directly from them. Genius. Um, can I just say, I love this podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> having so much fun. Oh, but babe, hun, we're only like halfway through. I know, I know. It's because, you oh, know, like actually, before I was like, oh, it's Monday morning, I'm tired. Now I'm like, oh, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm enjoying it. You're in it. You're ready for part two. I am. Let's take a quick breather. We'll be back. Okay, so part two, guys, we're here working with brands, everything to do with kind of income, management, sponsored jobs, gifting, affiliate links. Like we put it out on the Facebook page and we had so many questions, like Lily put them all into the Google Doc. And I was like, this is like three episodes worth. And so we're going to try and focus more on like the process of like jobs and then also go into more like gifting and affiliates in this one. But we feel like there'd be a future episode that's more about like, the culture of the influencer world and more like behind the scenes in that sense. Um, As Lee mentioned, we have already done an episode on our blogging journeys and how we got into this, how we got started. That was our first ever episode of like this season, season three. So you can go back and look for that. But just to give you a bit of context, if you are new around here, you're not familiar with mine and Lily's work. um, We've both been blogging since what, 2010? Mm -hmm. So for 10 years. And we went back when we were prepping for this episode and found our first ever brand deal. And they were both in 2012. So we have been doing brand deals for eight years. That's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. We both did. It was for a book. It was for a book. Um, It was in a favorites video, which is something that we would never never do do now. (laughs) I don't think I actually did it ever after that. I think that was the only time I suddenly realized like that just doesn't even make sense. But yeah, it's so funny. Things have changed so much. But yeah, it's something we've been doing for eight years and very proud of it. Yeah. And so we're going to get started talking more about the process of like brand work, which is if you were to like look at like a pie chart of our earnings, I guess like full transparency here is is how we probably earn like the majority of our earnings is through partnering with brands and doing YouTube videos like integrated YouTube videos posting Instagrams Instagram stories writing a blog post like there's lots of different options that we can provide because we obviously have quite a few platforms these days I mean even like the ads that you're listening to on this podcast so all of those sorts of things are what makes up the large majority of our earnings um, and we both have management. So kind of starting there as the, the starting point for all of this. Um, we're both managed by Gleam Futures and have been since 2012. Yeah. We must have been managed by them then because that job was through them. Um, and we kind of just want to talk about how like the management side of things works. I think you think of a manager 
And obviously in an office sense, that conjures up like one image, but in terms of us having a manager, it probably works a little bit different. And it's very different in the model industry and in the music industry. Um, like I have friends and family in music management and model management, and it's totally different. I actually think yeah. this, it's, it's completely different to any other industry. So it's, yeah, it's definitely in- yeah. interesting. So I guess let's start with what do they do for us? Why do we have them? Why do we need them? Um, aside from the fact that uh, a lot of us like work on our own, it's so massively helpful to have that support. I think everyone uses their management in different ways. Yeah, even me and you, I think everyone relies on them in a different way. And I guess we can only really talk about our experiences of like what our management team do for us. But like you mentioned, we work for ourselves. And so ultimately it is having somebody who can deal with all things brand work yeah. from the from the start of like reaching out or the brands coming into them to the to the end to like the delivery of us like actually putting that thing live it's the contracts yeah. it's the negotiation it's the legal the stuff yeah it's the key messages it's all of those things that ultimately like we do not have the time to work on all of the tiny minutiae of of taking that brand deal from conception to like delivery and they can they basically assist with that whole process and I think for us we really do just use them for commercial work like we have a great relationship with them so if we wanted to like the other day I sent the message being like I've got this idea for a video do you think it'll work better on YouTube or Instagram like every now and again I'll ask their opinions and stuff but they have no involvement or control over any of the kind of organic content that we make like we you know yeah we some people might use them all for that but we really just use them when it's brand stuff because it helps so much with logistics it means that a lot of the steps that we don't have time to take ourselves, we have the support there yeah exactly and, and you're right they they're great for being a sounding board if there's like a kind of a new series you want to start or yeah like you said working out if that's better on that platform or or that platform but ultimately like the day-to-day kind of what we post no one's ever telling us like I think you should post more of that or I think you should post more of this like that is all decisions that we make ourselves Mm. and ultimately they are just there to to help with the with any kind of commercial opportunities that we get but but a lot of that like you mentioned all of the kind of organic stuff of ideas content creation like big picture stuff like where we want to go although they can be there to assist and advise on more of like a friend scale really and more as like a consumer of our content they are there to assist mainly with the commercial side of things and what's really important to me and I don't know if all management are like this but their main their their best interest is us so they yeah. do not owe anything to the brand. So any contracts they do, they'll be making sure that we are in the best position and that we are protected. Yeah. Um, it's not like an agency. So what I mean is Gleam represent us, not the brand. Yeah. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, exa- exactly. Um, and I think in terms of people always ask, like a lot of the questions that we got in the group were like, how do you get work? Mm. Like, how does this work come in? And I'd say... of the work that we do, the commercial partnerships we do with brands come through those brands getting in contact with mainly Gleam, occasionally us, and we'll like put them in, loop them in, CC them in in with the Gleam girls. Um, But the majority of the time, it's those brands coming to Gleam and saying like, we want to do like this piece of work. And Gleam are are a talent agency. They have multiple people on their books and they can be like, these here's a look like what do you think is there anyone you want to work with or they could go back with their suggestions like Lily really loves your brand and here's where she's mentioned it in videos already and yeah and kind of like connecting in that way or occasionally 
we might have an idea of something that we want to do and then they can see if they can contact the brand that way so it's kind of like a two-way that's quite rare though isn't it people always ask like do you pitch to brands i I think because we're quite old school bloggers, we've never really felt that comfortable we're doing like, oh, that. No, oh, no, thank you. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, no. I think the only <laughs> example of that is if like occasionally Glee might say like, let us know if there's anything like random that you really enjoy that we don't know about. And I'll be like, oh my God, didn't I tell you that I'm obsessed with chocolate mints? And they'd be like, oh, I didn't realise that. We had, a, we had a job opportunity last week and I didn't put you forward for it. It's more of that kind like, of conversation. We're like, after eight, get in yeah, touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but most of the time, like Anna said, I think at the beginning, the yeah. jobs came mainly to us and we loop them yeah. in. But now, because we've been with them for so long, like Anna said, a lot of stuff will come to them. And I think brands either come and say, we want to work with Lily and Anna. Or yeah. they say, we don't know who we want to work with. And then it's up to Gleam to help guide the brand on who's the best fit for them. So it's based on so many things. It's, you know, what does the brand want to achieve? Is it just awareness of the brand? Are they wanting sales? Like who's yeah. their target audience? Because every content creator has a different audience. Um, what yeah. sort of content, style of content do they want? Is it something they want super glossy and professional? Do they want something a bit more casual? There's so many questions and there's a whole brands team at Gleam dedicated towards doing that job. So before it even comes to the individual managers, there's there's a team of people who make sure all of those questions are asked first. Um, and then it kind of eventually comes to us. I think that's kind of where the conversation like now leads because I was going to talk about the process of a brand deal, but Lily has done such a good video on this and people actually commented on this in the Facebook page. I'm like, I know Lily did a really like in-depth video. So I think going through like all of the steps, like in in the interest of keeping this uh, episode not two hours long, I feel like go watch that video. For, for we can put steps. that in the show notes. Yeah, it just literally, because there's Definitely. so many steps from when a brand is pitched yeah. to us to actually when the job is done, you'd be surprised at how long the process is of that. You know, it's not like, do a job tomorrow so um yeah yeah definitely go have a watch of that video if you if you have a spare 40 minutes jeez <laughs> is that how long the video is yeah back in the day i didn't realize you know then people wanted snappy videos but there's a lot to talk about yeah but a lot of people did ask like how do you decide if a job is a yes or a no which is yeah. definitely an interesting conversation i think people don't realize that often often i'll just get a text message or a call from my manager saying let's pretend there's a brand called like smoothie and they'd be like, what do you think of smoothie? And and I'd go, mm, yeah, I'd either go, no, not for me. Or yeah, I'm kind of interested, like totally depends what they want and stuff. Um, I'm interested in hearing more. Or if I haven't tried it, I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. There's that initial yeah. conversation, just like scoping out how we feel before like any money or anything comes into it. Yeah, and I, I guess that's the bit that no one like really sees and no one really talks about. Um, but yeah, there's, there's that like, gut reaction moment like for me yeah there's there's no there's no other thing that comes into it it's like a gut reaction like Same. say if our managers were to whatsapp us and be like after eight question mark i'd be like i love after eights like they we sometimes have like the weirdest like over the top reactions to brands that maybe they don't even know that we like really yeah like or we feel really strongly about so like it might be like method cleaner for example i'm like i love method oh my god cleaner. yes or like Philadelphia. It's like, I love Philadelphia. Like, But then even then, know. it's such early days. It's like, yeah. yes, I'm so excited. But then they might come to us with a really not great proposal in terms of like what they want us to deliver or budget or just there's so many different factors. But that first initial gut reaction is yeah. so important. And we've learned over the years working with our management that that's how we like to work. I don't want to yeah. hear what the budget is because it might, you know, it might sway me in a way. I don't know. I just want to know what the brand is. And then we move on from there. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and I think there is, like you said, we've we've learned that kind of initial gut reaction is so important because otherwise you get, if you're a bit like, oh, I don't really know, like, oh, and then you get further down the line and, and you've tried the product and you're like, oh God, like, and then, and then you sort of have to pull out and yeah. it, it's better to have that real gut reaction moment. And hopefully that shows with both of, or, or all of the brands that we decide to partner with, it feels like, a natural fit because they're probably products or brands that me and Lily have already been using. Mm. Like that, that to me is ultimate. And it's important to say, because just in case, I'm sure you guys know if you've been following us for years, but it's important to say that we only ever work with brands and products that we genuinely like. And that's something, Mm -hmm. and I think it is very different to other industries, but it's because the relationship we have with our audience is very different to other industries. It's not unlike anything else, unlike a model or a celebrity or an actor. We have this, the, our whole industry is based on this two-way conversation and relationship we have with you guys. From very early days, we said, you know, there's no way I could work with that brand. Like my audience know that I don't like those sort of products. They know I haven't got that sort of hair type. They will pull me up on it. And what started mm-hmm. out as that in early days is now just, there was a long period of time where it was like, we were very lucky that there was enough work that we, it didn't matter. You know, it didn't matter. We could turn down eight out of 10 jobs because there was always this jobs coming in. And it definitely has changed, like for me having a baby, but just the industry in general, there's more content creators, work has definitely slowed down, but that has not changed. Like I'd rather stop doing this job than start working with brands that I don't feel is an authentic fit because it's not worth losing the credibility. It's not worth losing this audience relationship we've built up for 10 years. Like, yeah, if my friends would say, if my friends would roll their eyes at the content, then I'm not going to do it. And that doesn't That's mean such a good litmus test. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that doesn't mean there haven't been jobs that I, you know, that haven't gone down well over the years or that I've like maybe regretted doing, but everyone kind of has to have make learnings in their career at some yeah. point. And every job, I always finish a job and message my management and I'm like, right, learnings from this job. And it's either like great things, like people loved that I did that, or it's like that didn't work because of X. And some things can be changed, some things are out of our control. And it's just really yeah. good to learn from them and and that's what we've been doing over the last eight years. Yeah, exactly. I, I think you're so right. I remember a couple of years ago going into a meeting where our management had like worked out the amount of brand deals that we say yes to <laughs> compared to no to. And I think my yes rate of saying yes to a, a job was 33%. So that means like out of three things that come to me, we, we turn two of them down. Like, and I guess as an audience, I mean, that's nothing that we've ever said before. And, and like Lily's right. Number one, the friends test, such a good litmus test. And number two, hopefully we have the kind of relationship with our audience. I'm the same, like with hair stuff. I'm like, I literally just use the Bumble and Bumble Sunday shampoo. So when Bumble and Bumble wanted to work with me, I was like, yes, of course. But anytime another shampoo has come to work, you know, wants to work with me in recent years, I'm like, doesn't like I'm sorry I just used the Bumble Bumble Sunday shampoo yeah and I'm kind of like married to that um and I think people wanted us to talk about like funny things that have happened with like jobs and saying yes and no we have we have a couple of anecdotes to go into here um not to like name brands we're not we're not here to like spill tea this isn't what it's about but just in terms of like funny things have happened I remember me and Lily this was both of us we were going to do a job with a brand and we were going to do, we were going to do an event, weren't we? Mm. I think, I think it was like a meetup event, um, obviously pre, pre-corona days. Um, and we were like, yeah, great. Like we love this brand. We love to do this event, fab, fab, fab. And like, oh, it's kind of to promote this new product that we've got. And me and Lily like, okay, well, we haven't tried that product. So can you send it to us and we'll try it. And it was quite different to what they usually do. Yeah. 
we're like, let's try it. Um, Cause obviously we love this brand, but we don't know if we love this new product. So let's try the new product. So we got sent the new product and it just did not work, did it? It's like awful. it just didn't work. It was just, we were like, this is not going to take off. This is not something that we feel comfortable. Can you imagine us like being at an event being like, guys, this is great. And everyone being like, no, it's not like, oh, awful. <laughs> yeah. We were like, this just isn't, this isn't for us. Um, I actually don't think the brand still have this product. I think it was quite quickly discontinued, which almost like doesn't surprise me because it just, it just, it just wasn't working out. And it was such a shame because we were like, we'd love to work with you as a brand. But if, if you're here to promote this launch, like we we can't work on it. And that sample <laughs> me and Lily had been sent was very quickly couriered away. And I'm not sure that either of us have heard from the brand again. No. But, but it is, it's that kind of important, not only that gut feeling and not only is it like, is the brand a good fit? It's like, if there is a particular product, we want to use that product and we want to feel confident in that product. And we want to feel in our belly that that is something that we are happy, we would recommend to our friends, like we would recommend to our friends and family and we would therefore like recommend to you guys. And that is so, so important. Yeah, definitely. And there have been times where I've done jobs with products that I love, but maybe I haven't mentioned before online that I love. And then people are like, this is random. But I feel like as long as I know in my heart and I can sleep at night knowing that it's genuine, that's all that really matters. You can't tell everyone everything. You can't constantly try be trying to prove yourself. So there's just definitely a massive element of trust going on. So that is why you would only ever see an ad, a paid partnership that was a positive review. Because if it wasn't positive, you wouldn't be doing the job. It would have been turned down right at the beginning. Like, obviously yeah. there are constraints. You can't talk about competitors. You can't talk negatively about a product in a in a job. And that's why it's so important to only work with products and brands that you genuinely like. Amen. There were so many questions about budget. And like, rightfully so, I get it, I understand. And I think the questions were, do we have like a set amount? So it's like X amount for an Instagram, X amount for Instagram stories, that kind of thing. And I guess we kind of do, like there is definitely like a range in terms of say, a brand wants us to do an integrated YouTube video, which is basically how like all YouTube sponsored videos are done these days. Like back in the day, you could have a dedicated YouTube video. And that was like, the video was us doing a full long com look or something like that, for example. But I'd say now it's more of like an integrated thing, especially because a lot of people online are doing like vloggy content. So you'll see us do the video and then we'll mention the Mr. Majori that we're wearing, for example, that is an integrated video. And there are kind of like rates. There's like a, there's like a range, right? For those, those sorts of jobs, like between X amount and X amount. Um, but like that, that that's up for change. That's up for like negotiation. Like sometimes a brand might not have that amount of budget, but they want X amount of things. And, and this is where the management come in. So, so helpful because they are there to negotiate on our behalf. So the brand feel happy with what they're putting forward. We're comfortable with what we're earning and it's within like our usual kind of parameters. So it's not like an exact amount. There's definitely like negotiation in that for sure. I also think over the years, um, a lot of people, whether it's like management agencies or talent agencies, anything like that have been trying to convince brands for years to see the value and the worth in influencers. And I actually yeah. think brands totally do now, but I think the audience is still a little bit confused. Um, and what I mean by that is is shifting budgets. At the beginning, it was like, we don't have budget for that or our budget is quite small. But if you look at a brand, say it's a massive successful brand and their marketing strategy and where they spend their budget, they'll have TV advertising. You know, they'll be paying for those adverts you see on TV where it's a celebrity saying, oh, I use the shampoo even though you don't really know much about the celebrity and what hair type they have 
or you'll see magazine advertising. There's all these different ways of advertising and influencer marketing is just one of those. And it's proven over the years to be hugely successful because of this close relationship we have with you guys, because it's such a trusted relationship, the engagement, it's really proven to be a huge success. So although it's very un-English for us to kind of like say we are worth this, and I think it's different because we are individuals, so people feel a bit icky about us like earning good money. But it's important, I think, to see influencer marketing as a type of advertising. And for me as a viewer... I like the fact that it's a trusted way of advertising. I like that when I see an ad on your Instagram, Anna, I know you, I know your hair type, I know your skin type, and I trust that you're talking about a brand you really love compared to some other ways of advertising where I'm not sure, you know, you're just seeing a red lipstick and it says, this is how much it is and this is where you can buy it. But I want to know more. I want to know how it feels at the end of the day. I want to know how it compares to another red lipstick that you love. Yeah. I'm really proud to be part of influencer marketing and I know some people don't love it, but I think it's made a huge change in the advertising industry for positive. I really do. And also, I guess this is where we can like tie in with the ASA, like the Advertising Standards Agency. Like they're hot in the UK. Yeah. Like, and we have to say like, if if we're just putting up an Instagram story and nothing, there's no kind of ad or no kind of disclaimer on that story, there is nothing to disclaim. It's that we've bought that product we're not being paid to talk about that product. It's just like, I bought this tracksuit and I really like it and here you go. And I think it's actually, we're, we're like here for the ASA changes because yeah. I just think it's so clear, hopefully from what we're putting out there to our audiences, exactly what is going on like behind the scenes and exactly what it is that we are being paid to talk about and exactly what it is that we're earning money from with affiliate links or we've been gifted, like all, all of these different things. I, I hope that it really has help to make it clearer and I think through that ultimately that's just like strengthening everybody's bond because it's like we ain't got no secrets here there's nothing yeah. to hide does it drive you mad when you're like watching X Factor and they do like the behind the scenes videos yeah. and then they're like so we're just taking some Polaroid photos with this new Polaroid camera and it's like there yeah. is no disclaimer <laughs> anywhere to say that that's been paid well there is at the end sometimes like, if credits, you're lucky yeah in the credits but yeah I, I'm really like happy to be part of that change that is ultimately just making things like really transparent between everyone in the industry and also just to say like I hope I hope I feel like yeah you're right Lily like us talking about you're right like saying about oh you know Instagram influence marketing works can make me it makes me feel a bit like because it makes it sound like like we're using our audience but the thing is is we're not and you have to just trust the influences you're following to know that we're turning down jobs to know that we are spending weeks back and forth on a brief to make sure that we're comfortable with it. And yeah. it's such a fine balance because at the end of the day, this is a brand's marketing strategy. They are paying for this advertising. So of course there are limitations. We can't talk about competitors. They're gonna have key messages. There's gonna be certain things we have to say, but oh my God, compared to other ways of advertising, you know, we used to do things where we'd be given a script and we'd have to just talk about it. We are given the freedom to talk in our own words, to change the brief, to say we don't feel comfortable with that key message. Can we say it like this? We have creative control to say that we are going to take the photos we want to take and film the videos we want to film. Like They're not being photoshopped nothing. or anything like that. Exactly. Yeah. I could do a skincare job on a day where I've got spots and they can't tell me don't yeah. do that. Make sure you don't show any spots. Like it's so flexible compared to other forms of advertising. And it's not yeah. 100% perfect. It's not never going to be, but it's changing all the time. We're learning all the time. And 
I think it's amazing. I think it's so interesting. It's all about finding that balance between editorial content, which is ultimately anything that is not sponsored, and then also the the sponsor content and the paid partnership content. Because you're flicking through a magazine and you're you're you know reading editorials, but then you're also flicking through many pages of adverts, and it's finding that balance. Because without the advertorial content we wouldn't be able to do this for a living and continue to make the editorial content. So it is finding a balance between those two things. And ultimately, like from being on this side of it, now whenever I see one of my like vlogger friends, YouTuber friends, like doing an amazing brand partnership, I'll comment underneath like, yes, girl, like you go get this. Because yeah. people are always asking like, how can we support you? And, and that is that is a way that you can support us. It's commenting under those posts or... You know, if it is a product that you're interested in, swiping up, taking a look, like having a read of, of the website, like having a look at the product in further detail, like these are all things that really help us out. And so, yeah, like whenever I see Lily post something, I'm always sure I'm like there, I'm commenting, I'm putting hearts underneath, like a- anyone in the industry who I would count as a friend, I, uh, you have to be happy and support people in those moments because that is what is keeping this industry going and keeping the editorial content going. Absolutely. And I just want to add that also, like, cause I was talking about the other forms of advertising. We and I know me, maybe I'm just speaking personally, but I'm not trying to be a TV advert. I'm not trying to be a magazine advert. I think there's a reason why our industry has become what it has. And I think people like to see more authentic down to earth content. So there was there was a, back in the day, I used to try and do really fancy cameras and fancy lighting. And then I realized that's not what my audience want. So uh-huh. there is, you know, we're not trying to be that. It's a different thing. And that's what I love about what we do. But I do think, here's a question for you, going a bit off piste. If I am doing a brand partnership, I want to do something special. Like yeah. ultimately, like I want the brand to feel happy with what I've created. I'm not sure I just want to like snap something really quick. I want to be able to like, it, it allows me to take a morning out of my schedule, take some time out of my schedule to really dedicate to creating that content and trying something a bit different or like making a video. Like you made some really gorgeous Kate Somerville content recently. Yeah, it's finding like, a balance, so nice. isn't it? Because you want to keep, they want the brand to be happy, but even more importantly, you want your audience to be happy. Yeah. You don't want to do something that's completely unusual to you and out of your normal style. So it's like, it's just, we're always in between keeping lots of different people happy. So yeah, it's just finding that balance really. And I think that's something that we've got better at. Yeah. Yeah, we've been doing this for eight years. Like this is something that we've all, like we've got better at, our management has got better at, the industry has got better at. Ultimately just like trusting us and being like, you have done this for X amount of years. You have worked on campaigns that you probably feel are a great success and campaigns that you would have done differently. So like, how can we learn from that? and ultimately like make this an enjoyable experience for us. Also, we're constantly trying to educate brands. And that's the thing, it's it's all, it's just like learning. No one is perfect. Like neither of us can sit here hand on heart and be like, I am 100% happy with every job that I've done over the last eight years. There mm. are definitely things that we would have done differently. I'm trying to think if there are any other like funny, <laughs> funny stories, but ult- ultimately it's us, the stories are just us trying things and being like, 
this is a bit crap. And yeah. like, no matter what the budget is, that it, I feel like almost I've got like a school report card like next to my yeah. name and people are just like doing crosses and they're like, right, cross. And then there's like another deal and they're like, cross. Like, and I don't, I don't want to do that. I want to put that out there. I think like, what's hard is that like, I guess in, in, in lots of other jobs, you'd have a team of people. So if something got a backlash, you all kind of go through it together. Whereas like, we are kind of on our own. So when something gets a backlash in your DMs, you just feel so alone but it it does pass and as long as you learn from it and move on that's the that's the best we can do if you guys watch that video of mine you'll see the whole process that happens before a job happens the back and forth that can go on for weeks or months and then we do the job and then well what happens afterwards for me like something I really struggle with by the way is that we we often don't really ever get feedback like if if (laughs) We get bad feedback, like, no, you have to change that. Or like, can you edit that? But if something's fine, you just get, yep, it's approved, (laughs) which is crazy. So that's quite frustrating as a content creator. We rarely get any sort of like feedback from the brand, but we get all our feedback from you guys. So someone asked like, what makes a job a success? Like, and we can answer this, what makes a job a success from our eyes, in our eyes and in the brands as well. Yeah, and I think what, what makes a job a success for me comes from like the beginning step it's like from that initial what do you think of x brand yeah if i've if i've had that feeling like oh i mean ultimately waitrose and partners is like to me one of the best deals i have ever done not only are they very nice to work with in terms of like i send stuff along and they're like we love the photos it's great like it's a very like seamless job from behind the scenes but it's where I shop. It's where I, I mean, I love to shop there because the parking is so good and I'm terrible at parking. There, there are many reasons why I like to shop there. The food is delicious. It's great. Like when you have those brands that you're just like, this is part of me. This is like what I do. This is a fit. This is beyond a fit. Like that to me is ultimate. And then it's so, it's it's exciting to put together, you know, the, the video or the Instagram or whatever it is and then put it out there. And people, I did one, I think it was about a year ago, where I made this like tomato tart and I would go on my Instagram and all of my Instagram like tagged photos of this tomato tart, of everyone making the tomato tart. I'm getting DMs about the tomato tart. I'm getting comments about the tomato tart. And it's like, great, like this is brilliant. We're all, we're all making this recipe. Waitrose are happy because they've got people making this recipe that I've demonstrated in a video where, you know, it's a recipe that I like, a recipe that I enjoy. And everyone's just kind of like getting involved. I, for me, that's that's like ultimate success. Yeah, and know? every brand has different things that they want from a job. Like we we don't do jobs really that rely on sales. Like yes, yeah. some brands might hope for sales, but we would never ever guarantee sales in a job because we can't do that. And also that puts the pressure on our audience to have to spend money, which is just not the point at all. Um, most jobs, it's just about sharing information about a product that, you know, a brand wants people to know more about that product. Oh general brand awareness exactly so yeah like Anna said and Ara's I agree like how seamless the job was how happy we were with the content and the reaction from our audience it's like what makes the job a success for us if a brand comes back and works with us again that's amazing quite rare I would say like I think the aim has always been to have long-term partnerships but it's not always the case but um I think from the brand's point of view we can't really speak for them but from what I know yeah it's like the engagement um the quality of the content like what else do you think a brand 
sees. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, some brands might want sales. They might want clicks. They might want visits on their website. They may they might um, want more follows on their Instagram. Yeah. Um, you know, if I've linked up a recipe, they're going to want to see like how many people have yeah. like swiped up to like see that recipe as well. So there is obviously like the analytics side of it. Like they're going to want um, just some analytics to see that people have tracked that job like from that job back to their account in some kind of way however you've engaged whether it's been a follow or a swipe up or a click on a link or something like Mm. that or 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 tagged them in your instagram for that recipe for example or tag them in that in your instagram of because it's a piece of jewelry that you've seen me or Livy talk about so there is that kind of analytics sense Um, but then there is also that just like brand awareness sense and it's like when you see me and Lily, like, are there any brands that you just automatically think of? Or like, I'm looking at Lily's necklace right now. And I know that's a miss of a necklace. Yeah. Like, it's that kind of like forever sort of evergreen connection. Because there's some things that's that too hard to track. Like if we talked about a product and then everyone went in store to buy it, you'd have no idea that you went into store to buy it because you saw Anna talk about it. Like, it's yeah. too hard to track those sorts of things. I think it ultimately just like relies on clear communication, like, with everyone, do you know what I mean? It's just like, there, is, there isn't really like, it's not really like a pass or fail type situation. There's so much that goes into it. There's the analytics level, there's just like brand awareness level. And there's also just like that link that we then have back to the brand. Association, Or like yeah. we, we continue to use that brand because it's a brand that we like. And everyone's like, cool, yeah, great. That, that's kind of ultimate. It's almost like a Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Guys. We have talked and talked and talked at you. <laughs> We've had a bit of like a off mic uh, chatting. Also just to kind of round up that like that section, I, I guess what, what makes a job a success kind of in everybody's eyes. I think from what we've spoken about, you can tell it's that like that kind of analytics layer that's at like the bottom of the triangle. Like are there analytics to show that people engaged with this content? Then there's this kind of like second layer that's more to do with like general brand awareness. Like do the brand feel like people saw that content and have, have, have kind of seen what's going on? You know, is it that a new collection out is out? Is it that a new recipe, you know, got seen? That kind of thing. And then there's just that like ultimately top layer, which is we really enjoy the product. And it's something that we continue to talk about beyond that brand deal. And, and that's, that's kind of ultimate to me and Lily. We don't want to be showing you guys things and then never talking about them ever again. Or it's a brand that you never hear us talk about ever again, which which comes down, it all kind of circles back to that like initial gut feeling. That's why that is like so important. So hopefully that's like helped to explain that sort of symbiotic relationship. Is that the correct word? Yeah. And Ooh, I, think, I feel like this has been like a TED talk. I know. And, I, and we were so funny. We were planning on talking about gifting and affiliate links in this episode. <laughs> I think we are going to have to keep that for another one. I'm not sure what else we'll talk about in that one, but there's a lot to be said about gifting. Um, yeah. A lot of people confused about how it works and affiliate links. There's, there's so much to be said. So we'll definitely add that into another future kind of blogger related episode we'll save that one for a rainy day because otherwise we're going to be here for about two hours i reckon yeah and i feel like we've we've thrown a lot of words at you but hopefully we had so many questions about this people really wanted to us talk about this as a topic um and i felt a bit like sweaty during this i'm not gonna lie like yeah we don't want to say anything that we'd like we said we're not here to like spill tea this we're not like a drama Podcast. But it's a new form of advertising. Like, how often does that happen? Like, for years yeah. and years, there was just the same set ways. And then bloggers came around. We made all this nice, nice organic content. And 
I mean, it wasn't sudden for us, the advertising, it was gradual, but for some people it felt like, bam, 2015, people are making ads, what is going on? And it's like this whole new form of advertising and people are confused and they're scared of it. But I think it's so positive as an advertising student, I'm just amazed at what this industry has done and become. And there are good eggs and bad eggs, but I think it's overall a great thing. And it's like, how people can be like, how do you spot the good eggs and the bad eggs? Guys, it's all about that gut reaction. Yeah. Like, I feel like when when you know, you know. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, me me and Lily, we follow people that we like on Instagram. We don't follow everyone on Instagram. Like, yeah. there's good eggs and there's bad eggs. Um, and yeah, we just want to, like, thank you for the support that you've given us over the years. And I think for me, I always feel, it's not like a guilt, but it's just a very, I feel very, like, lucky yeah we have we have this hobby that we've been able to monetize Mm -hmm. like and that just feels like an incredible privilege that I'm very I feel very lucky to have and yeah ultimately a job that doesn't feel like a job and I'm extremely grateful for that and so just want to say thank you to all of the support or for all of the support and thank you to the brands who've worked with us and supported us oh my god I feel like I'm doing an Oscar I know I'm like and I feel like you're gonna end and I'm just gonna have to go same because I can't then do the same speech but I'm also really grateful (laughs) exactly super grateful grateful to our management grateful for all of the support so Lily can just say same here sorry I've taken the words out of your mouth you can just say this is our Oscar speech this is our Oscar speech together (laughs) yeah I never won one of those blogger awards this is what the speech would have been like (laughs) is this what you did at the Cosmopolitan blogger awards um, I didn't do a speech when I won uh, Cosmopolitan Beauty Blogger of the Year back in, I think, 2012, actually. Uh, yeah, and yes, do I have, still have the award? Yes, I do. <laughs> will I show my grandchildren that award? Yes, I will. <laughs> uh. Guys, did you find that interesting? Me and Lily, I said, Lily, do you think that was interesting? And she just was like, I've no idea. I've no, no idea. idea. If you did find that interesting, let us know. If you didn't, let us know. Like, feedback is always good and always helpful. Um, you can obviously, like, message us on Instagram. That's at the Anna Edit and at Lily Pebbles. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can join the Facebook group. That's at Home with Lily and Anna on Facebook. I love let the Facebook group. I love it Isn't so the much. the Facebook group so nice yeah it's also where we get comments and questions for our upcoming episodes which the next episode is going to be weddings is it <laughs> it is weddings. i, I, I can't remember you're like testing me and also i was trying to think of the wedding song and i was like is that one do is that graduation that's not graduation okay i get confused Go into the chapel and we're gonna get married. I have used that uh, song in so many hen videos, Q&As. Always use that one. I've got it downloaded now. Um, But that is coming next week. Um, Just as for a bit of reference, in case you're interested, Lily and I had like very different weddings. Um, Lily had how many people at yours? 110. What? That's small um, for like Jewish weddings. They know my friends who had 300 people at their weddings. It was so fun. It was brilliant. I had 27 people. Um, but both both like lovely days, very different days. So if you have any questions about that, do let us know. Thank you so much to our producer and editor, Joel Grove. Um, yeah, head over to the Facebook page, leave us some questions, tune in next Thursday for a new episode and we'll see you guys then. Speak to you then. Bye. Bye.